Good evening. I'm your host. VHS Cole. Since we're all strangers to each other, let's get acquainted with a drink, shall we? Now, before the party begins, let's go over the details. The caretakers will leave at midnight, locking us in here until they come back in the morning. Once the door is locked, there's no way out. The windows have bars that a jail would be proud of, and the only door to the outside locks like a vault. There's no electricity, no phone, no one within miles, so no way to call for help. So if any of you decide not to stay for the party, you must let me know before midnight. Of course, if you leave, I shan't be able to pay you anything. I think everyone wonders what they would do if they saw a ghost. And now my wife has given us all the opportunity to find out. Hmm. Amusing. Ghosts, etc. being only creations of hysteria, your party should be a success. Well, Pritchard here promises us genuine ghosts. Seven now. Maybe more before morning. play out forever and ever until you die groundhog day sort of thing <laughs> groundhog's life the life of a groundhog treacherous <laughs> always trying to predict the future mm-hmm. well, they're, they're a prey animal right so you got their whole life is stress pretty much <laughs> well, me too well, we are the top of the food chain how could you be stressed out we're not we were prey animals we we're always the top of the food chain yeah, we made tools. We said, look at our long claws. That's what I call my penis. That's what weird. No, I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones. Uh, so I'm uh, like, hey, uh, baby, why don't you check out my long claw? Welcome to the VHS and cult. Halloween spooktacular it is officially Halloween now. The summer is officially dead. This is likely to be the last Halloween. That you will ever experience. I am Kyle Graves, Lich King of Movies. <laughs> Lich King. I'm I'm Spooky Sean, Spooktacular Spooksman of of Spooktown. 
similar just like i've been thinking a lot about the uh collapse of civilization at the end of the bronze age why no reason it's happening again we're uh, bronze couldn't save us again damn it bronze <laughs> you failed us again bronze you're too soft of an alloy the worst alloy well much like this is a metallurgical podcast Khabib Nurmagomedov, I am also retiring undefeated from the UFC. <laughs> Take that, all of my haters and competitors. All I would also, defeated. in addition to Kyle and, and Khabib, I also would like to announce my uh, retirement from the UFC. Also undefeated. Khabib Nurmagomedov. So did you see that um, this week, AOC... Streamed on Twitch with had over four hundred thousand viewers. Yeah, fuck her. Fuck so, them I think you should become a politician, and you could help this podcast make the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was. Uh, I think I mentioned this on the podcast. I don't know if you cut it before, but at some point, I got text about running for like uh, board of education. Or you could be the comptroller. <laughs> I don't think we had a, a Democrat running for comptroller this year in my district. Comptroller, that's kind of like a treasurer type position, isn't it? I, 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 yes, but from my understanding, you don't do anything. It's got a crazy name. What the hell does a comptroller mean? <laughs> you control the comps. Oh. Yeah, anytime I think of a political position, I always think of comptroller because I'm like, what the hell is that? I think of alderman. Yes, if you become a politician, um, I mean, you don't have to work that hard. It doesn't seem like and then you just occasionally stream. Plug the podcast. Boom. We're all set. Make the big bucks. All right. Now, how do you get a political career to take off? Um, money. Influence. Affluence. Hmm. Hey, you can't really just DIY too much anymore. I know AOC did kind of, but like. I mean, she also was. I mean, it wasn't like she was completely out of the political realm either. She did. She was a, what, a clerk for Ted Kennedy or a, not a clerk, um, intern. Something. I don't know. She went to school and stuff. I didn't do any of that, so it's off the table for me. We gotta rely on you. <laughs> oh shit. Like I'll be like that one um that one socialist candidate who kind of petered out that was a truck driver. I could do that. I'd be like, Yeah, I'm a piece of shit dirt person. <laughs> Elect me. We'll mix it up, I'll drain the swamp or whatever. <laughs> I love <laughs> Rob Zombie movies. I'm an outsider. I don't like Rob Zombie movies. How dare you well, say what, that? That's what they said. That's what the, the truck drivers do. It's a truck driver for a movie. I like Rob Zombie. Some Rob Zombie's music. I don't like any of his movies, really. Except for The Devil's Rejects. That one's all right. I think it's weird that he he somehow... Every movie is going to be about some white trash shit. Even like Halloween was. Yeah, that's just kind of his thing. Like, even his music consistently is kind of like hillbilly, yeah, yeah. hootenanny type stuff, right? Remember, it's Hellbilly Deluxe, you know, and um, <laughs> White, White Zombie White had Zombie. had like um, rockabilly elements in it. Um, his solo stuff sometimes is like surf rock, you know what I mean? And like his own imprint he had back in the day, Zombie Go Go, that was all like mostly like surf rock and hillbilly stuff. So I think it's just kind of like part of his aesthetic. I just think it made him a weird choice for Halloween. Yeah, he definitely would like Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre would have made more sense. Yeah, the Hills Have Eyes. Mm-hmm. Man, the Hills Have Eyes remake is so bad. So is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Halloween. 
remake. Huh. Halloween remake. <laughs> <laughs> the Rob Zombie one. I guess it's not terrible. Just watch the original one. It's better. <laughs> they did it right the first time, shockingly. No, John Carpenter can't do anything right. We watch vampires. It used to be good. I don't know what happened. I guess he just didn't care anymore or something. He's like, whatever, I'm just having fun. He's like, all I could get is James Woods and yeah, was, after Escape from L.A., he was all, he was box office poison. He, even before Escape from L.A., didn't he do, like, Ghosts of Mars or whatever? That was oh, pretty bad. Yeah. I constantly forget about Ghosts of Mars. John Carpenter. Oh, man. Really fell off there. He'll forever be a horror icon, though, much like myself. So, no problem. No problem. You know how uh, people are just barely hanging on? I'm not familiar. What's going on? Is there problems in the world? Yeah, there's just general ill will towards men from a, from uh, the ether. Malaise has settled across the world. Yes. For, um, well, summer is dead. It is now time for Samhain. And but now, in Arizona, that's just kind of like more like more summer, a little bit less summer. Well, I think tomorrow it's going to only be like seventy or something. That's going to be crazy. Yeah, for like two days, and then it's back to ninety. No, just back to the high 80s. Jeez. <laughs> but now is the time when people, you have to sequester yourself, be locked at home all winter in the cold, all alone, especially this year because uh, they're calling it the third wave of the pandemic. But it seems to me it just um, didn't ever go away. <laughs> it just <laughs> kept going. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what happens when you don't get anything under control. Yeah, people got bored with it a few times and were acting like it got better or something, but I'd never see it, especially here in Arizona, where it's like, oh, things are getting better, except for in Arizona, where it's getting much worse. There's no end in sight. We're no, a I long, just, dark winter. I was thinking, um, I'm going to write the next be, Frankenstein. It's just going to become pretty normalized. Yeah, I was thinking this is going to be a really gothic winter. Like the 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 year without summer, which created things like Frankenstein, right? Because uh, that volcano erupted and fucked up the weather for a while. And so in this case, so um, a virus erupted, and it's going to be a very gothic winter. But don't worry, because throughout the winter, we will continue to supply you with the greatest podcast of all time, VHS Cult. VHS Cult. I'm here for you. You're lonely in the winter. Let me be your guiding light. You're lost without me. It is I, Kyle Graves, Lich King of Movies, the cult leader. Stick with us. I'll change your life. Things will get better. Only through the power of me, though. So give up on everything else. <laughs> give up on everything else. It is it's now just time for the VHS cult. Things, yeah. are st- things really are s- starting to die and fall off. Um, the only thing that's going to remain of any value, I think, are uh, interpersonal relationships just the the humanity, the human stench is what's important. And no podcast stinks more than this one, VHS Cult. <laughs> we reek with it. And the human stench is all over this podcast. Been working out for the last three weeks, finally getting back in shape. My fucking stabilizer muscles in my back are so goddamn tight. It's that crazy. Um, no, it doesn't hurt. It's just like it feels weird, yeah. Like how stiff my back is. It's uh um so basically I went like four or five months without really working out because couldn't go to the gym. 
and it was way too hot to work out in the garage. But now working out in the garage again, feeling good, getting much better sleep, um, feeling a lot better emotionally, sort of, but then also not quite because um, I'm a bit at the end of my tether. I'm getting real lonely. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm like hungry for, um, I don't know. I need to like eat someone. I need to drink blood or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, this is going to be Exhibit C in uh, Kyle's uh, murder case. But I meant more metaphorically. I want to consume someone. Or do I just want to drink their blood? I don't know. <laughs> but so let's enjoy it. This is the Halloween spooktacular. Samhain. We're celebrating the death of summer. We've got all the harvesters come in. Got plenty of sweet treats. And lots of enjoyable experiences. We're gonna build a big bonfire. No, you. This does not uh, encapsulate anything I'm experiencing. You got join me now on the 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 fictional ride, the ride, the the ride that I want to take you on. We're as if we're all having. <laughs> we're a now good Instagram time. models. Well, this is like the last bash. Like fuck New Year's. This is it. I'm saying it now. The winter. This is gonna be. Uh, New Year's the, is always bullshit anyway. Poetically, the, the the coldest winter you've ever known. <laughs> so let's enjoy what we can this final day, this final time of summer, the death of summer, and fucking happy Halloween from the VHS cold. Do spooky laugh. <laughs> oh god, that is pretty spooky. That is like um, have you ever listened to like some of the recordings from people in the Twin Towers on nine eleven? Um. Uh, yeah, but I I try to block them from my memory. Yeah, those are pretty spooky. And by spooky, I mean they're just completely devastating. <laughs> so, um, forget I brought that up. Strike that from <laughs> your mind because we're having fun with the fun movie called Trick or Treat, 1986. Trick or Treat, not one of the other Trick or Treats. There's a lot of them. It's body time. Rock and roll will never die. At least not this Halloween. You've heard of raising spirits from the dead by incantations, right? Yes. I did that by playing a record backwards. You're kidding. Sammy Kerr. He's a rock and roll nightmare. Sammy Kerr. His fans won't let him die. He won't let them live. Trick or treat. Looks like we better check out the party punch. This movie to me has a Almost the perfect amount of Gene Simmons, which is none at all. Yeah, he just got one short, like, on-screen cameo, and then you hear him a couple more times. And thank God. I'll have some shocking information for you later on that that really seriously could have hampered this movie, considering you're not a big fan of old Gene, as we like to call him. (laughs) I'm going to guess that there's a lot of uh, Gene material that was cut. Well, something like that. Before we get into it, let's talk more shit about Gene Simmons. Who the fuck ever listens to Kiss? Oh man, you know you knew people that listened to Kiss when we were in high school. 
Yeah, like weirdos though. Yeah, but you knew them. Yeah, you're a weirdo. Like, How dare yeah, you? I mean, but cry like, on the the poor weirdos. I don't. I, admittedly, kiss weirdos are. Yeah, that's a specific flavor. Like I had one friend who um pretty much only listened to Metallica. Like that's it. Like gross. fucking awesome. every day he's wearing a Metallica shirt. Not only listen to Metallica. Fucking that was it. And he was much more normal than like the kid who wore a Kiss shirt once in a while. Because Kiss is like, I mean, that's first of all, that's like boomer shit, right? So even in high school, when I was like hell punk, yeah, it's like seventies would have been their heyday. Yeah, technically, I was listening to boomer shit too because the Clash and stuff and the Damned and all that, you know. But first off, Kiss is like boomer shit, but it's also like goofy boomer shit, you know. What are you talking about? They're like the knights in Satan's service. Are they like they're like supposed to be sexy or something too? But they're just like it's like carny. Nah, they're women. He, Gene Simmons is he's had sex with so many women. Goddamn, just all I'm sure all he has. He's riddled with STDs. Yeah, but that's like professional wrestler shit too. To me, that's what it reminds me of is like carny professional wrestler. <laughs> shit. That's a hundred. That's I mean. They had a wrestler on WCW, did they not? They did, the Kiss Demon, and they performed on WCW. <laughs> so there you go, it goes hand in hand. It's just like the same thing with ICP, where like they're they're that's wrestling shit. As much as I love professional wrestling, it is dumb carny shit, you know. So what's the deal with Kiss? Huh? Whoever liked him, I don't know. My our dad didn't like him. No, but he like leads up in a whole lot. Oh, when I was watching this movie, I was thinking about how much like every metal singer up to some of the subgenres that came out in the 80s they everyone was just copying robert plant that's crazy to think about he had such a big effect on entire just an ocean of music it was like oh i just we'll talk about hobbits and uh and then Gollum came and he stole my girlfriend <laughs> and took her to a cave vikings <laughs> In the 80s, 70s, and 80s, though, it's starting to be about Satan, and everyone's scared. It's the satanic panic. Oh, it's back again, only this, this time it's hashtag save our children. Yeah, but now it's about, um, I guess it's about the same shit it was back then, too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is wild to me. Especially, like, if, like I just said, how they're all copying, kind of, to a certain extent, copying Led Zeppelin or, um, I guess, Black Sabbath musically, but everyone kind of wants to sound like Robert Plant, right? If you just look back at what the Led Zeppelin was singing about, you know, goofy Lord of the Rings shit, and you equate it to them trying to do the same thing in the 70s and 80s, uh, it's a little bit hard to take the satanic shit very seriously, isn't it? Because <laughs> it's almost kind of like they're just doing live action role play, which was the case. I guess we'll talk more about metal music later on. But first off, in regards to Trick or Treat in 1986, um, despite it being about um, kind of poking fun at both sides of the satanic panic argument, um, none of the music featured in it represents any of the actual cool metal that was going on at the time. And it all sounds like the shitty Los Angeles glam shit, which um, was not pushing any envelope. <laughs> So it's weird for it to have the most like inoffensive, bland metal music in a movie that's specifically about the darker side of metal. So I'm, um, what I'm saying is they should have somehow gotten um, Mayhem to do the soundtrack, even though Mayhem <laughs> did not exist yet. <laughs> um, I, want, I, mean, I want true black metal from Norway. 
I mean, honestly, the plot of the movie, the kind of uh, live wire, Superman, the animated series. Remember that? Oh, uh, yeah. She was uh, voiced by um, your girlfriend, um, Tank Girl. Lori Petty. Yeah. Hell yeah. Of course, I remember. Uh, but that's like kind of the same kind of idea, right? And then even what was it? The Gate had the the whole uh, record or satanic record show. Well, his yeah. friend was a little metalhead, right? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Both of those things I enjoyed more than this movie. Although I will say this for uh, uh, Ragman or Trick or Treat or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, you know what it's called. It's Trick or Treat. <laughs> <laughs> when I watched it on YouTube, it came up as Ragman. Did it really? The title screen came up as Ragman. It does have different uh, titles, actually. Yeah. Where was I going with this? I lost my train of thought, you son of a bitch. I don't know. It's not as good as the gate or something. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not as good, even as good as like. Or I was gonna say it's uh, it's not bad. It's definitely better than I remember it, uh, which was not the case for vampires. Vampires, yeah. For some reason, um, John Carpenter's vampires. I don't think we'd seen it since we rented it on uh, VHS a long time ago, whenever it came out, right? And I assumed um, people didn't like it just because it was a little bit too corny for the time period it came out in. And uh, that is exactly right. It just also wasn't very well made. I was expecting it to also still be well made because it was John Carpenter, you know. It wasn't very good. Not at all. Um, and that that, that kind of has a bit to do with Trick or Treat is a little bit like that, too, where uh, it was cool when I saw it on the Sci-Fi Channel when I was a kid. And when watching it now as an adult, I found the people getting um, killed by music and some of the spookier stuff, a lot of fun, but it just uh, really drags ass, huh? <laughs> yeah. the um, oof, It's a long 130 minutes. Yeah. There's just like a lot of scenes where ain't shit happening. So now that the scene is set and you know, our opinions on the film, let's delve further into it and maybe crack some jokes. <laughs> No, this is uh, this is the Halloween spectacular. We're having fun. Next week oh. is gonna get real sad. I know there's a switch that's gonna flip in my brain because I've been feeling good lately from working out. I know, like a week or two into winter, in air quotes, it's gonna be over. Especially as like Christmas approaches, and this will be like my third Christmas alone. Oh my god, I can't stand it. I want to have a romantic Christmas. I want to watch Hallmark movies and drink cocoa. No, I want to watch fucking Home Alone while we drink vodka and smoke a blunt and then fall asleep on the couch like the good old days. And Home Alone 2 and Home Alone 3. No, I only ever watched the first one. Uh, I still like Lost in New York. No, I don't watch the trash Lost in New York because it has the most evil man of all time in it. Donald Trump? No, fucking Tim Curry. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know. um, You know in the film Clue? He's in it, and he plays the butler, sort of. There's a part at the beginning where he steps on uh, dog shit out on the porch, and um, he kind of rubs it off or whatever, but then the whole rest of the movie, it stresses me out just thinking about him tracking dog shit all through the house. <laughs> He's a shitty butler. <laughs> I just, like, the last time I watched it, I couldn't, like, stop thinking about it. It was making me uncomfortable. <laughs> There's poop all over that room. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you, you smoke before you watch Clue? Yeah, it might have been higher. 
It's something that would have bothered me no matter what, though. I just, like, I don't know. Well, you're also the guy that used to try to count words in commercials to see if they added up to seven. Or there was ten. Numbers. Ten, that was ten, yeah. Not even commercials. I just count words when I thought of them. And I had, like, a whole, uh, like, a whole gang of words that had ten letters that were my buddies. If you were a word and you were ten letters, I didn't care about you. I was all about ten letter words for some reason. Huh. I don't remember why. I just, I just. Decided, no, there's no reason. Yeah, I just decided that was those were the good boys. <sighs> a bullied teenage boy is devastated after the death of his heavy metal idol Sammy Kerr, but as Halloween night approaches, he discovers that he may be the only one who can stop Sammy from making a satanic comeback from beyond the grave. Yeah. 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 So this is kind of like uh, your plan to make me a politician and then become Twitch famous. His Sammy's plan was to become a rock star mm-hmm. and then become a murder revenge demon. See, here's parlay that into murder revenge demon, right? Is that where I'm going? Pretty much. Sammy Kerr's plan is not that far off from my plan in general as well. Where that um, at if I ever get any semblance of fame, I'm going to use it to um commit a satanic ritual. <laughs> <laughs> Grant Morrison already did it. Yeah, he did it for good, though. And it wasn't satanic. It was just uh, that was chaos magic. Um, I also, yeah, I'm not particularly. Into I don't know that anybody's going to uh, split hairs between chaos magic and uh, satanic ritual when it gets down to it. But go ahead. I will. And then also, um, yeah, I don't do satanic rituals either. Everything I've done is chaos magic. So I guess I lied. As soon as I get that fame, I'm going to use chaos magic to ensnare you all into my cult. I'll be like the greatest cult figure since Barack Obama. <laughs> Barack Obama. You did nothing with his power. What? He killed so many Middle Eastern children. <laughs> what? <laughs> he got them all. He killed no more Middle Eastern children or no less than any other American president. There's that great, great quote from him where he says becoming president teaches you who you really are and he's like, I never knew I'd be so good at killing. <laughs> that's the <laughs> comma I never could have knew it's the phrase a little bit differently but that's basically what he said basically Obama is like I'm good at killing and I love it <laughs> I love the smell of napalm in the morning pretty much this may as well have been what he said this film is also known as Ragman as you mentioned and death at 33 RPM in foreign markets you watched it on YouTube see si. must have been from a foreign market I don't know if it had a different. Is it a different cut in foreign markets? Probably not. It just has a different title because uh, they they're not aware of the concept of trick or treat in other countries. Yeah, well, Halloween's a very American thing. Started off in a little place you may have heard of called Ireland, my friend, and they brought it the to the United of, States, yeah. and it became incredibly commercialized. <laughs> yeah, and the actual um, well, so th- there was giving out treats in Samhain too, but you like left treats out for the spirits and stuff, and. You disguise yourself to avoid being uh, spotted by spirits, and then maybe you get treats for that too. So trick or treating kind of exists in Samhain, but the specifics of it is for the history of Halloween is like there's like a children's riot that took place in Toronto in the early 1900s on Halloween. Um, and <laughs> they uh, bought it. I paid them off with candy. Yeah, and they yeah they straight up did. Like the next year, the city of Toronto like created trick or treating to prevent kids from like setting bonfires all over the place. We like turn it into community event, which I guess is pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, man, we should do that with drugs. 
Uh, well, if you've ever watched any like scary news broadcasts from uh, the 80s or 90s, uh, sometimes drug dealers just do give drugs to kids on Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Good definitely drugs. something they want to do. <laughs> you get them hooked, huh? <laughs> Let's put a little crack rock in that Snickers. Hopefully, it lights it up. <laughs> uh, this film is a De Laurentiis Entertainment Group production, also known as. Yeah, it's, it's famous for it's, they did Transformers the movie you saw it a million times. Oh, uh, Del Rey, yeah. <laughs> no, Deke. It's Deke. 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 Yeah, Dino De Laurentiis. Dino De Laurentiis. It's his production company. He's famously produced tons of action films. Then he made his own entertainment company, produced shit like Trick or Treat, Transformers the movie, <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of other like uh, successful stuff. I'm just, it's just, I don't remember. Uh, I'll Deke challenge. From, I don't believe Transformers was successful. It was. It wasn't, was it? No. Not as successful as it needed to be, or something. Which is, that's crazy to think about, because uh, basically everything that you see in the movie theaters now is some bullshit commercial for toys or whatever. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. I feel like if Transformers was as popular as it was now, and that movie came out now, it'd be a fucking billion dollar movie. Well, yeah, the Bumblebee prequel they made was like a billion dollar movie. And who gives a fuck about goddamn shitty ass fucking Michael Bay universe Transformers, you know? Well, that's the whole thing, too, is that Bumblebee prequel is basically like, hey, remember the 1980s Transformers? Yeah, because they can actually sell that shit. And actually, the Bumblebee prequel was so successful that they're going to do a new trilogy that is more in line with it. So maybe that'll be cool. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think they, should, they should just make Target 2005 into a, a, a movie. Scramble City. <laughs> that was already a movie. Yeah, they'll just make it live action. I don't know if they can make like Devastator cool in the Transformers movie. Maybe I'll be on board. Maybe they should just remake the Transformers movie, but live action. Live action in air quotes because 90% of it's going to be, you know, CGI. CGI. <laughs> Maybe they should just make an animated movie. I don't know. Let's stop talking about Transformers for now. <laughs> Transformers isn't very Halloween. Halloween is about jack-o'-lanterns and getting spooked and uh, the fucking spirits coming to get you. Tickle your feet. Being sexually molested and assaulted in the bathroom while in a Halloween party. Hell yeah. The, 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 all, all the best parties I've been to have had sexual assault, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. Twitter's got me all, all mixed up about what punk rock really is. God damn it, Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I don't, it's 2020. I don't know that Twitter should be telling anybody about punk rock at this point. I, it's also like Twitter's full of like the most insufferable, boring, layabout, like shut in nerds that it's like, I don't, you don't have an opinion about punk rock because you've never been to a fucking show. You can name like, the big dead kennedy song and know the ramones exist that's the extent of your fucking punk knowledge you fucking nerds yikes i was being facetious anyways like you're, i said yeah, you're being an angry gatekeeper and this is supposed to be spooky fun halloween times i will gatekeep punk rock for sure absolutely um reality of it is though i think i've said it before the scenes i was in there's a lot of uh, punk rock attracts a lot of lost souls that come from different backgrounds, and there's people there for lots of different reasons. It's not necessarily the ultimate bastion of left-wing politics that the Zoomer kids want to make it be, and it's um not exactly I mean, the heartless right-wing grift that people on Twitter want it to be. 
I mean, frankly, that's true of almost any movement. Yeah, punk rock's just for outsiders. Um, there's varying degrees to it. Obviously, skinheads, straight up skinheads aren't tolerated, but I remember there was like kids that were like quietly conservative that didn't ever talk about their politics that were around, you know what I mean? But that could have just been parental brainwashing. Who knows? In general, though, like all the bands and stuff were left way. Um, and that's your Halloween lesson from Grandpa Kyle. <laughs> the Lich King of Movies and Punk Rock. I'm officially an authority on movies and punk well, rock. Well, you can't be a Lich King of Punk Rock. You can be a Lich King of Movies. You gotta have a different title for the punk rock. Though. Why not? Punk's dead as fuck. Punk rock is not dead, said someone in 1998. The exploited. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Martin Smith, he's our director. He's more of an actor. He's known quite a bit as a character actor. I went through his uh, filmography, though. I don't recognize him from anything. But he does. He has been in quite a few uh, TV shows and movies. This That's is my true. shot, kids. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, he does also have 18 directing credits on top of that, including Airbud. Oh man, Airbud. That's the one about a dog that plays basketball. Uh the only acting jobs I saw that stood out to me were Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. I don't know what character he plays in it. It just had a name, and I was like, I don't remember who that is. And he's in American Graffiti, also same situation where it has a character's name, and I don't know who it is. So uh, whatever. There's only like four characters in American Graffiti you're gonna remember, anyways. Fucking Opie, that's it. <laughs> you got Opie, you got Mr. Holland's Opus, you got Han Solo. <laughs> Charles Martin Smith has a cameo in this film, known trick or treat, as a character named Mr. Wimbley. Uh, he's the music teacher that you see briefly when um, our main character is getting chased through the music room by his bullies. 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 Who wrote this joint? Well, some characters named Michael S. Murphy, Joel Soisson, and Rhett Topham. All of them are more producers. Um, they work for Deeg, and most of the writing credits are just for shit that they produced under Deeg. So, uh, hey, this- fellas, let's uh, let's get something out there for that satanic panic. Uh, that's uh, the, that's the scary shit, huh? Yeah, this is literally an exploitation movie. They're really just kind of trying to get a little bit of money off of uh, the Satanic Panic, which I can't hold it against them. A lot of exploitation movies usually some of the greatest movies of all time. Not so much in this case, but, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, yeah, well, people remember the good exploitation movies. They don't remember the 1000 that were uh, complete and utter shit. I do. I'm the king of movies. Lich King movies. Lich King movies, yeah. I'm the Lich King of movies, much like I'm the Lich King of punk rock, because movies are also dead. Well, movie theaters certainly are. There'll never be new movies. There's gonna be new episodes of The Mandalorian. I thought fucking Pedro Pascal like walked off set and didn't come back or some shit. I thought that shit wasn't coming out. Oh, I don't know. I don't pay attention to the internet uh, drama or whatever the fuck the backstage shit. I do because I'm also the queen of drama. <laughs> I have a lot of titles. This <laughs> is the drama queen. Oh no, uh, I'm just the queen of oh, drama. Oh, you're a, you're a dramatic. I am actually. If you talk to people that know me very well personally, I am actually kind of dramatic and flamboyant. I try not to um, let it get in the way of living my life, though. Like I was like COVID nineteen. Yeah, I'm not dramatic in that. I like, talk shit about people and cause problems or whatever. But you know, sometimes I'll just, especially in my drinking days, it's pretty good about getting. A real sad uncle dramatic, you know what I mean? Uh, maudlin, <laughs> I, I you might it. say. Yeah. 
Uh, most important uh, behind the scenes, probably the coolest thing about this movie in general, the only reason I still like it, is because of a little man named Kevin Yeager who did the special effects. Kevin Yeager is a little bit like a Tom Savini, except for he's from the second, the generation after Tom Savini. Tom Savini and his generation, they're kind of like the godfather of modern special effects. You know what I mean? Kevin Yeager's like just as good and famous as Tom Savini, but um, he's inspired by Tom Savini to a certain extent. Uh, his company, Kevin Yeager Productions, created effects for Face Off, Enemy of the State, Volcano, Starship Troopers, Conspiracy Theory, Radio Flyer, Mission Impossible 2, and Honey, I Blew Up the Quid. Yeager's personal credits include Tales from the Crypt, Child's Play, Friday the 13th, Jason Lives, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors, and then the one after that that also has something to do with dreams that I forgot. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure, or Bogus Journey, etc., etc. He's, I mean that's um, all great, but do you remember how sad Radio Flyer was? Yeah, uh, the kid probably dies at the end. Yeah, it's all like a, a fairy tale, right? It's a cipher. Yeah, <laughs> the ending is a cipher. <laughs> it's, yeah, and then my brother flew off to the, live with the buffaloes. Yeah, no, he didn't. Your evil stepfather beat him to death, and you sent his corpse careening down a hill. <laughs> And they kept making they the parents were showing that movie to their kids like oh this would be a good kids movie <laughs> like oh man the traumas of other kids yeah, well, that I guess, and my that, girl still get me yeah those are both movies where like when I was a kid I was like god damn I'm glad that's not my life it could always be worse we had like <laughs> fucking stellar childhoods too I was just a sad kid for no reason <laughs> yeah we just didn't have a lot of cash going around I was that great. Yeah, but I was thinking about it, like we still generally got like most everything we wanted for Christmas. Like it was not like yeah, we, we didn't like, really want it for anything. Yeah, we weren't in the gutter poor. It was just like working class, and you used to be able to get by being working class. It's I feel like our parents now are like poorer than they've ever been. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Which is you can like map the decline of the United States through our family. I feel like, like oh, we got so close. There's almost a generation where all of us went to college. <laughs> uh, he is also the designer and executor of the Chucky doll. That's right. Your favorite um, spooky little spook doll who's famously appears in Ski Mask, the Slump God music videos and his own <laughs> film series, I guess. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I were on record, or at least I'm on record in the previous episode of only liking the ones with Jennifer Tilly in them. You'll like the ones with Ski Mask the Slump God in it. I'll send you a link to a music video. <laughs> <laughs> I do like when Busta Rhymes, the roundhouse kicks Michael Myers, so maybe. It's uh it's Ski Mask the Slump God just has one music video where he's got a uh, like a super high end Chucky doll and keeps uh, giving it lean and like offering it blunts and stuff. <laughs> Ski mask is dope. <laughs> Not as cool as Kevin Yeager though. Cause he also directed Hellraiser Bloodline. If you ask fans at Hellraiser what the worst Hellraiser movie is, they say Hellraiser Bloodline. Let's say Bloodline, probably. Um, he decided to be credited as Alan Smithy on that film, though, because <laughs> that's always a good sign. Yeah, Dimension Films stepped in and reshot and re-edited the film, which is probably why it's so bad. And he took his name off of it because he didn't want credit for some piece of shit garbage ass Hellraiser is made by a stupid ass production company. So there you go, still a cool guy. He also has a cameo in the movie. He's the lead singer for the band The Kickers that's playing at the high school Halloween dance. The guy that gets like blown up Possessed by the amp or whatever. Turned into the man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's him. 
the actual cast mark price as eddie weinbauer ragman why is he ragman why is he hey it's me your friend hey i'm the bad guy the ragman i'm the ragman hey Hey, sammy it's me your your good friend the ragman you gotta put a g on the end like razor ramon oh you want me to that's what we're doing (laughs) ragman hey i'm the The bad man i'm the (laughs) ragman hey man it's me the ragman uh, also, this, uh, vaguely Cuban accent wasn't everybody should be offended by it. Well, he was doing Scarface, so he was doing impersonation of an Italian American doing a Cuban American. <laughs> <laughs> they don't ever explain why he's called the Ragman, uh, but there is a scene. Well, where, I think it has something to do with masturbation, would be my guess. But well, he he only refers to himself as that, and when he's writing letters to Sammy Kerr. No one else calls him that. <laughs> and you think it was like some masturbation thing. The bullies would be calling him all the time. Like, hey, Ragman, you fucking got your rags out from your, your cummy rags. They probably call him cummy ragman. <laughs> now, I like to think that he's so obsessed with Sammy that he sends him his, his cummy rags. Oh. And that's why he calls himself the the ragman. I was going to say the cum man for a second, which <laughs> would have made it much more apparent. It does sound fun to be a rock star. Uh, there's also you know, a scene. That shit happens. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure, man. Definitely. That's the fun stuff. Like I said, that's the fun part of being a rock star. Get some cummy rags. Use panties. You wake up in the middle of the night, find a a book on your nightstand that you didn't know that wasn't there when you went to sleep, and certain uh, parts of the pages are marked. (laughs) Oh, like the Book of Mormon? Sure. Oh. Or people are just dropping off there like fucking uh, first drafts. I just mean you wake up in the middle of the night and there's a someone's been in your house and there's a book there and they've marked some parts of the pages and it's like, hey, I'm going to kill you. Who'd that happen to? George Harrison? <laughs> no, I think someone just he's woke up and someone and, stabbed him. <laughs> someone stabbed him. He's, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. ah. <laughs> he's like, who are you? I'm George Harrison. No, I'm George Harrison. Ah. <laughs> who are you? Oh, stab. It's me, the ragman. Uh, there's also a scene where one of the bullies um, comes to his house to yell at him. And while he's yelling from outside, it sounds like he's yelling white power. It does, but I'm sure he's saying wine power. Yeah, but it just sounds like he's yelling white power. power. When I first heard it, I was like, hmm, am I just like pretty high or is this guy saying white power? And then I had to think about it and I was like, oh yeah, the character's name is wine power. No, 100% I thought, I'm like, is there just background noise? Is someone yelling white power? Why would they do that? (laughs) Yeah. So did you catch later on that that dude's dad calls? Yeah, <laughs> Tim's, Tim's dad's on the phone to talk to you. Yeah, if, yeah. if someone's ha- dad called and wanted to talk to my son, I'd be like, "What do you want to talk to him about?" Yeah, especially if it's like some the the name of like some adult you don't know, right? It's like he hangs out with this Tim kid, or you know. Yeah, I like to think that I would know the the name of the dude that's been uh, pushing my son around, but maybe yeah. not. Uh, another weird thing this kid does is, uh, in the context of the movie, it makes sense because he makes an evil copy of the recording in order, order to melt his bully's brain or whatever. But from the bully's perspective, uh, he this kid just made him a mixtape. It seems pretty weird. <laughs> I thought right? that was a, that's a peace <laughs> offering. Well, I mean, they, everybody thinks this kid's weird anyways. Yeah, they may as well go for it. They may as well lean into it. That's what I always did. Turn it into a little performance. But you always got to have an air of um, ostentatious, ostentatious, ostentatiousness about you, in my opinion, so that other people realize that you think you're better than them. <laughs> 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 that endears you to a lot of people, especially bullies. <laughs> 
Um, he this guy goes on to famous be famously being family ties. That's his claim to fame, I guess. This Mark oh, Price guy. He did look really familiar. Guy. He's like the not a main character, but a recurring character. He's like the son's friend or some shit. I don't know. Oh, Michael J. Fox's friends. Yeah, I like to think of him as the man with vocal cords that puberty forgot. <laughs> his neck is thick as fuck, though. Well, he looks like he does. He looks a little bit more age appropriate than most of the other actors in the movie. So he might be still relatively young. But I'm thinking like 18 or 19. He's got he's got a, a little a, a little flute of a voice. <laughs> yeah, he still sounds like a child. And then at the, at the very beginning of the movie, um, when he finds out Sammy Sammy Kerr dies, he tears up his room. Oh like yeah, that, that was real depressing. How dare you die, you pussy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, messing my room. I'm messing my room. I don't know. You're just way too attached to your fucking rock star at that point. Yeah, I don't think I've ever cared about um any outside figure to that degree. No, can't. I mean, I, I, I guess I can't make fun of anybody for for doing it, but I really want to. I mean, I I understand why it happens, but it's like I don't know. I never thought anyone was that cool. <laughs> you, I love myself too much to think anyone else is that cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Nick Cave a lot, but like not. I oh mean, he's old too. I mean, if he dies yeah. now, it's not that sad. No, and like I, I'd be a little bit bummed because like he's still producing like some of the best music he's ever made this late in his career, which is kind of an anomaly right but other than that, I, don't, I wouldn't be like oh this is the end of the world for me no more nick cave ah oh, geez that's the only thing i can think of though would be close as nick cave well anyhow sammy kerr the <laughs> musician that this boy loves so much is played by a car- or a man named tony fields who um i don't know he i don't know if he did anything else i stopped caring about these people because <laughs> I'm pretty sure most of them are just like whatever. I don't recognize them from anything. They they're just they're just the characters. Sammy Kerr do a bad job. I mean, he's okay as a villain. You know what I mean? He's basically exactly what I would expect. He's all right. He's like kind of. I guess he's supposed to be like a mashup of like Danzig, um, fucking uh, Rob Halford, maybe from Judas Priest. I'm trying to think of like. Based yeah, on I don't know. The, it's, everything comes out a little bit too soft. You know what I mean? But, well, yeah, the thing is, based on the satanic panic paradigm they've set up in the movie, you'd expect him to be one of like the actual like dangerous, cool metal singers. But then he just kind of looks like fucking uh, Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Yeah, the entire like, time, that's pussy I, shit. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, he's not bad, but he's just like, you know, demon Mick Jagger. Yeah, he's kind of like a wimpy, a wimpy wimp, man. I guess proto Peter Steele, maybe, but Peter Steele is fucking jacked. Jacked. Was jacked, anyways. Rest in peace, Peter Steele. <laughs> You're not so jacked anymore, you skeleton man. What do you uh, bench now, huh? <laughs> he can't even bench his way out of the coffin. <laughs> uh, originally, uh, the Wasp frontman, Blackie Lawless, had addition to play Sammy Kerr. <laughs> and he was basically going to get the role and they were going to have him do the whole soundtrack for the part. 
But then the director, Charles Martin Smith, told Blackie that they got uh, this band called Fastway, who we'll talk about more, to do the soundtrack, and he would be lip syncing to them. So based on that, Blackie refused. He said, bullshit, I'll never sing Fastway's music. I'll only do my own music. Blackie don't lip sync nobody. Which I um I think it says a lot about the character of uh, the Wasp frontman Black Blackie Lawless, where he is completely willing to be in this shitty horror movie that buries the metal scene, right? As long as it, he gets to fucking sing, yeah, like he's willing to do that. But he's like, but I gotta sing. I'm not singing someone else's shit when I make fun of the entire scene that allowed me to be successful. Which is another complaint I have about this film is um. The satanic panic shit is like how opportunistic of them to like both sides the issue where it's really that's like a cut and dry issue like no like fucking people can sing and perform whatever they want you know what i mean i i hate like the think of the children though yeah this this production company coming in and being like oh we're gonna real we're gonna south park them with this (laughs) like have you considered both sides are stupid no one side's not stupid (laughs) I mean, even if one side is, even if both sides are stupid, usually one side is significantly more stupid. That's been well, my in this case, it's like, shit. yeah, no, this one's pretty clear that one clear side, is, one side is right. <laughs> yeah. John Denver had to come out and like, you know, help these guys out. You know what I mean? <laughs> in real life and D Snyder. And uh, I don't know. It's I guess it's happened multiple times. Basically, anytime there's like a new um, shocking movement in music. Usually someone steps in to be like, well, I don't know if they should be doing that. Luckily, music's been so like privatized and um, uh, uh, melted down and uh, defanged over like the last 20 years that we'll probably never see anything like that again because <laughs> everything is just made by corporations. And <laughs> well, I mean, you, you about did see uh, algorithm this movie designed by a corporation. <laughs> <laughs> this movie did have Ozzy Osbourne doing like a Ben Shapiro impersonation. I guess that Ben Shapiro is copying those old guys, but I mean, he's doing more like Tipper Gore, right? <laughs> For to as far as like the timeliness of it. Oh, Osborne, sort of, yeah. yeah. Well, he's really doing more. He, uh, it's more like the right wingy preachers of the, the mid eighties, I think. Yeah, but yeah, I guess. But Shapiro, old Tipper is just like, oh, the kids, they can't hear about genes and. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, she's basically making the same argument the conservative right-wing preachers were. It's just yeah, another it form was. of conservatism. Just slightly different. Yeah, which you see all the time. Uh, people that are uh, on the internet consider themselves liberals or left-wing. They often make weird conservative moral arguments about things. It's pretty interesting. It's almost like a lot of people are just really fucking uptight. <laughs> interesting. But uh, yeah, Ben Shapiro does. I guess Ben Shapiro, that is kind of his shtick, huh? Is doing that same sort of shit. Like, well, they would, uh, you could tell that uh, the society is crumbling because of the wet ass pussies. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's the first time in a while that there's been mainstream discussion about the content of a song, right? That's what I'm talking about. I feel it. I seen it. It's all mm. coming back around. We're heading back into another weird ass bullshit time, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they're about to get their asses kicked in an election, I think. We'll yeah, see. but the, the, I mean, culturally, we could be conservative, right? Yeah, well, yeah. we'll see how it goes. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not going to be fun no matter what. So <laughs> We also, uh, that that does it for Sammy Kerr. Um, Tony Fields, he did a good job. I would have wished they actually got Glenn Danzig to be in it. And then his little 5'4 ass walking around trying to be intimidating. <laughs> 
<laughs> Looking at the people pointing at their chests. If I was going to remake this movie, you know who I cast as Sammy Kerr? I also have to rewrite it so it's not as embarrassing and about like fucking shitty LA skid row glam metal, metal shit. But you know who I'd have to be Sammy Kerr? No, who? Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein from the Misfits. He's like 6'5 and buff as shit. I don't know if he he's- can act. He can barely play guitar, but he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> you said to stand there and look scary. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll he'll still I'll still have him wear all his misfits gear. That way we can get a product tie in. So Dan Glenn Danzig and Jerry only they'll get some money. They'll give me some money. It's fucking this shit writes itself. I'm writing a remake of this. And then we'll get we'll get the misfits demon to wrestle on AEW and get some more money. Hell yeah, hand over fist. This product placement, baby. There's no integrity in film anymore. Anyways, I'm going for it. We also got Lisa Orgolini. Orgolini, who plays Leslie Graham. She loves the protagonist for no reason. <laughs> she feels bad for him. It's one of those uh, motherly instinct, sad puppy things. Also, oh, he doesn't try to. It's one of those things uh, that rape only... her and then beat her in a bathroom. So yeah, he's that's got that true. going for him. I mean, it's actually just one of those things that only happens in movies. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a dick to her too. Obviously, he's not beating her and raping her, but all he ever does. I just is, like, like to think that shit. he's, you know, this it's a it's a small pond, and he's unfortunately the the biggest fish in it. Who the metal kid? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, in terms of heart goes. Maybe Roger's better, but I don't think so. Oh, no, he's a perv, too. Uh-huh. He's checking, looking up ladies' skirts as they're hanging. Checking out the cheerleaders' panties. Seeing what <laughs> also, kind of he doesn't stand up to no uh, hair metal demons. Which, he doesn't you know, stand up to on. anyone. His advice to his friend is to give in to society, right? There's a part where he's like... You know, you sometimes you just gotta play by their rules. You gotta stop dressing weird and listen to the music you want. And that's what I'm saying. So Eddie is, you know, he's he's a five out of ten, right? But no one else is doing better than that. I guess I should see him as a relatable figure because this kind of not not like <laughs> my high school experience was exactly like because I was um fucking tough, but <laughs> um that's what that's what Eddie would say. Yeah, I'm being real about that. Like, I didn't let people bully me at all. <laughs> but people tried to, obviously. Even people in the same extended group of friends of mine were always trying to, you know, call me the F word and stuff like that. Talk shit about me or whatever. But um, he's just, uh, he just also is, like, mean-spirited and elitist and mean, you know? Like, he's not very nice to his mom. And he is mean to this Leslie girl for no reason. Um, you know, he's just another one of those everyman characters that I complain about where like, yeah, sorry you're getting bullied just because of things you like or whatever, but um you're also just a big time wiener about it. <laughs> so you deserve to be bullied, like someone with an anime avatar. <laughs> <laughs> we're going places. I can yeah. feel it. Oh well, we're picking up fans left and right. <laughs> anime fans, metal fans. Uh, oh, they they dropped. Hey, anime fans, they dropped a new episode of Doro Hidoro on um, Netflix. I watched it. It was super tight. It's really good. It's um, just like an extra OVA episode with like small side stories. There's one with the uh, this the gyoza spirit in it. It's a little a dumpling man <laughs> who's helping run a restaurant. I don't know. It's the funniest shit ever. I love it. <laughs> Doro Hidoro is like the best anime I've seen in a long time. I fucking love that shit. It's so violent and weird. Um, and it has dumpling men. Yeah, the spirit of gyoza. 
Uh, well, there is a scene in this film near the beginning where <laughs> uh, uh, Ragman, Ragman, he attends the most dangerous pool party of all time. <laughs> yeah, and at night, uh, <laughs> completely unsupervised, a bunch of kids from high school who Pro- clearly don't care, drinking. clearly drinking, also probably do not care about each other that much. Obviously, do not care you about know? each other. Yeah, right. like I cannot think of a less safe environment to be in. Yeah, I was nervous as soon as he walked in. Even if I was like friends with those kids, I'd be nervous to be there because, like, all right, this is Arizona. Obviously, I've spent. 90% of my life drinking and partying around pools. That's what you do all summer. But you're usually with like a group of friends that you trust and people are looking out for each other. You know, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah, there's way too many people there. Yeah, this is like, oh, as soon as they show out, I was like, oh, this is fucking the most dangerous pool party I've ever seen. <laughs> and there's like multiple pools and slides and shit. I was like, yeah, there's a fucking, this is where high school kids come to die. <laughs> how many drownings a lot of how many kids disappeared in this town were never found because they drowned in this goddamn pool yeah and then they tried to blame it on sammy kerr piece of shit town uh but they do after they uh throw him into the pool and he's drowning because his backpack's too heavy um leslie jumps in to save him and it's like whoa an angel but he doesn't feel that way he immediately gets mad at her like well, you set me up Leslie. so you know she just showed up and saved your ass man come on she said, you know, she set him up. That's the whole plan all along. No, give her a break. Maybe you could do a little smooching. No, no, no. You got to be angry. At the no, world. you got to be. Thanks for saving me. You look beautiful when you jumped in the water. <laughs> Did you set me up? You <laughs> set me up. Obviously, it happened organically, too. There was no setup. That's some organic bullying. Artisanal. <laughs> Improvisational bullying. Doug Savant. He plays Tim the bully. Um, he wears cowboy boots like a scrub. Why does he got cowboy boots on? It doesn't seem like it's like a rural place. Yeah, there's always that guy. I look good in these. This is my thing. <laughs> I'm the cowboy boot guy. I'm a cowboy. Yeah, I'm like, hey, shoot up my cowboy boot guy. Hey, <laughs> ca- put it put a fifty pound weight in his backpack and push him in. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm a cowboy guy. Shut up. Cowboy That'd be cool if he was wearing his cowboy boots and his like short short swimming suit at the pool. That'd be a cool look. <laughs> I could not get over his little short short swimming suit. And what was going on with his shirt? I cannot imagine as a high school kid going being like, you know, what? I'm gonna put on these swim trunks and I'm gonna accessorize with the right shirt. And he like tucked it in too. Did you see that? He's like, I gotta tuck these in and tuck these he, into my he's swim the one trunks. Be yeah, he also wears cowboy boots. He should Someone- be getting. <laughs> Put no him put in his backpack, push him in. He should get my man deserves zero pussy. Elaine Joyce, Angie Weinbauer, Eddie's mom. There's too much metal for one mom when she goes to clean his room. She's like, Well, I can't handle all this metal. Sammy Kerr doesn't attack, he makes the speakers laugh. And she's like, Ah, you're rocking. I can't understand the lyrics because anytime they play any of the Sammy Kerr songs, it just sounds like a fucking ambient guitar bullshit. He's doing backwards lyrics. <laughs> Backmatch game. Some, yeah, with, you know, to speak the truth from yeah, beyond him, the grave. It makes his songs <laughs> sound terrible. No, he's like a fucking genius, man. Garbage. <laughs> you know, Nothing. he just took, he just took uh, Revolution 9 and he just ran with it, man. That's all I'm saying. Paul is dead. Glenn Morgan, Roger Marcus, he's the nerd perf, can't stand up to Sammy Kerr, tells uh, his friend not to ever stand up for himself or believe himself or ever care about anything. Pervs around a lot. Pervs on cheerleaders, um, completely useless character, his opinion's terrible. 
This is uh, his only acting stint. Um, he actually was like friends with the producers and they told him to audition and he got the part. And then after that, he didn't ever act again, really. But he is a prolific writer and producer himself, having worked on the X-Files series for many seasons. Also wrote and produced Final Destination 1 and 3. And he directed the 2006 Black Christmas remake, which was not very good. So go back to peeking up skirts, you weirdo. <laughs> that was his character. I'm sure he does it too. He's <laughs> improv. He just pays for it on OnlyFans. It's ethical. He's supporting small businesses, though. Yeah, it is ethical, by the way. I didn't mean to make that sound so ironic. <laughs> That's Unless a, those the picks were taken uh, unethically, then it's unethical. Yeah, that's true. Well, Speaking of uh, unethical, Gene Simmons, he's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, he plays uh, DJ Nuke. Nuke. Um, so Nuke the, the other the other Gene Simmons movie we watched, where he's the evil robot man, uh, in that movie. Uh, yeah. So I'd never say that Jim's J- Gene Simmons looks handsome or anything. But in this film, he looks a little bit less like he eats teenage girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not quite as disgusting looking in this one. <laughs> I'm not sure why, because I think they're only like two years apart. I think it's a lot of makeup with the lighting and angles. It does wonders for a man, you know? Yeah, I mean, he just looks kind of like a normal guy in this one. A, a, a creepy normal guy, but... <laughs> <laughs> but not an especially creepy normal guy. And so Gene Simmons was actually originally offered the role of Sammy Kerr. It was written for him. <sighs> so now imagine the movie if he was Sammy Kerr. Oh my god! You'd have to see way more of him. Why would you? Why would they even think of doing that? You'd have to see way more of him physically too. His weird I hairy chest. He he, okay, he's first of all he's not doing that. He's not <laughs> getting those costumes. They're changing those up for for, for old Gene. Because he's not showing his mantids around. You ever seen Gene with anything below, like the chest hair? Hell no. He's not showing that beer gut. Hell no. Um, he's always doesn't he pretty much always had the same costume, but it's like a full body affair kind of. He's got a little bit of the feet. chest hair. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Kiss sucks. <laughs> he uh, did not think much of the script though, and agreed only to cameo as a radio DJ because he was like, "This script sucks." Maybe he was like me, where he was like, this is not true to metal. How dare you make offensive film? Except for he's still in it, so I don't think that's the I will play the DJ. Proceed. <laughs> and if you'll notice, he does um, an impersonation of Wolfman Jack, similar to last week's movie, Midnight Hour, where they also had a Wolfman Jack copy. They, they straight up called him Wolfman Jack in the last week, though, didn't they? Oh, was it Wolfman Jack? I thought he called himself Howlin' Jack or something. Oh, that might have been what it was. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I know so, what they were trying to do. Yeah, but so they, they did that twice. I mean, twice twice in a row. It was a little connective tissue from last week to this week. It happens sometimes. The synchronicity. The world's a strange and wonderful place. And sometimes on the, the full moon, if you penetrate your partner's anus and mm-hmm. cried wolf to the third hierarchical yep. in the, the scallion who controls the parallel of Heaven's Gate and the fourth layer of torment and panic he will give you a gift close but you would never want to use anal penetration in a sex ritual always blast in the uterus 
<laughs> you got to create that moon child. Correct. There has it's the fertility is a big part of it. No gay shit. Hmm. Good point. Hmm. I guess the intent is what matters. I changed my mind. There's no rules for magic. Blast them in the uh, blast anyone in the ass you want for your magic rituals. We can all do what we want. We can all have all the sex magic rituals we want, and no one can tell us not to because there is no God. There's only Ozzy Osbourne as Reverend, Reverend Aaron Gilstrom. Um, I forgot what Ozzy, young Ozzy looked like since he's looked about 90 for the last 20 years of my life. But he looks quite a bit different in the 80s, especially <laughs> with the short haircut or the short, short wig they gave him. He also looks like a normal person. Yes, he does. Ozzy Osbourne's always kind of looked like sort of a normal person, to be honest, until he got older. No, that's what I mean. Like he, even when he was at the height of his career, he didn't look that weird. No, he just had long hair, pretty much. And he's always like a little bit like British chubby, so he looked non-threatening. He looked a little like Elton John. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Black Black Sabbath isn't like that. Obviously, I mean, Ozzy Osbourne straight up said multiple times he just wanted to be in the Beatles. Yeah. Well, Black Sabbath is like I know they're the basically the source of most metal. In, with a little bit of help from Led Zeppelin. Black Sabbath's like not that hardcore. It still sounds like the 60s. There's like 60s pop guitar in it. It's just like a little bit heavier, you know? Nothing crazy. It was uh, definitely a step forward to getting the metal, but it's not. Ozzy Osbourne is not like fucking out of the world, you know? Fucking crazy train. It's a pop song. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, that's nothing to discredit Ozzy Osbourne. He's a cool guy. I like Ozzy. He's an interesting dude. Um, and uh, there's a <laughs> shocking, a very shocking cameo in this film. I didn't see any anyone, nothing, nothing written about on the internet. No one else mentioned it. It was a total surprise for me. Um, when his mom's boyfriend or whatever comes to pick her up for Halloween, dressed as Rambo, and he says, "Die, call me or whatever." Mm-hmm. That's uh, that looks exactly like Eisman Gold, the famous World of Warcraft streamer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked to see he was in the film. I gotta be honest with you, I, I don't know what a single streamer looks like, but I'm Google right, Google Asmund Gold right now and <laughs> tell me he doesn't look exactly like that dude. No, oh, he has more hair, but not a lot more hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it looks exactly like him, huh? That's yeah. him. That's crazy, man. What was he doing in this movie in 1986? I don't even know Maybe if he's alive yet. Oh, shit. I'm a <laughs> someone hit him up on uh Twitter or whatever, ask him if his dad was in this movie. <laughs> fucking stan is his name stan i didn't not that it's an important actor or character in the film but at one point there's a trick-or-treater who comes to the door with a heavy southern accent and no one else in the film has a southern accent so i'm convinced that that little girl was a ghost <laughs> and when he gives all the candy to yeah why she sounds I, so southern? There like, I mean, obviously s- several easy answers for this. One, uh, she recently moved. Two, she's out oh. in town visiting. Three, her family drives in every year because this uh, town gives out really good candy. No, she's one of the spirits you're supposed to be afraid of. She didn't get the memo where she was at. She's like, hey, y'all, I'm from Louisiana. Oh, hey, y'all, what y'all doing? She oh. says, trick or treat, smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. Howdy, y'all. I just want to ride my motorcycle. All Sammy Kerr music was composed by the band Fastway. 
the soundtrack way to garbage the soundtrack was released as fastway's fourth studio album Ooh, what a disgusting choice you want to learn more about fastway fuck no but let's do it fastway was started by former motorhead guitarist fast eddie clark and members of a band called ufo <laughs> you know who the lead singer of fastway is uh me well that'd be crazy because you would only be like two years old <laughs> no this is uh fucking dave king the flogging molly guy oh wow yeah that's him the other irish rock band or punk rock band uh there's uh, plenty of irish punk rock bands i just meant just, that. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one good one it's the pokes <laughs> everyone else just copycat piece of shit trash so this film was released on October 24th, 1986. So that means like the, the 29th anniversary was just yesterday. Oh, good. Happy like anniversary, that. fellas. Or the 426. How does time work? 96, 2006, 2016. 34th anniversary. <laughs> How does time work? Yeah. Also, um, October 25th, today was uh, the day that Halloween was released in 1978. So that's pretty cool. Ooh, timely. They don't do that mm-hmm. much anymore for uh, movies. And they never will again. <laughs> what do you mean? They Netflix released Hubie, Hubie Halloween like last week or something. I mean, I, from what I understand, they're sitting on Ghostbusters Afterlife right now, right? They could have released that for Halloween. No, we can't release major movies on streaming services. We won't make as much money. Well, you're not going to make any money, <laughs> yeah, now, soon, you fucking idiots. <laughs> wasting a lot of money, huh? Yeah, they're going to have to give up eventually. Give up and just put that shit on video on demand. No, David Ten- oh, Ten- David Ten- Tenet's going to save us. Uh, No, it didn't. No, no, no it's, it's any day now. No, no, I want to see that shit. No, no, any second. Also, the Ghostbusters movie looked like shit. I wouldn't go see it even if, like, um, it was guaranteed that it would prevent me from getting coronavirus. Yeah, but if it's going to be free on streaming, you'd still watch it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll watch it for free um, when it comes out, no matter what, illegally. <laughs> but I wouldn't pay to see that shit. You can't gotta get, you're trying to get sponsors here. <laughs> I wouldn't risk my life to go see fucking yeah, no, Finn Wolfhard and Stranger Things Part 3.5B. Yeah, no shit, but that wasn't my point. God damn it. My original point is why, did they, why are they holding on to it? Why did they just dump it for streaming? And call it a goddamn day. Because they think the shit they do is more important than it actually is. But it's not important. It is. It's important for money making. Uh, It's got 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hell yeah, that's pretty good. Um, None of the reviews are contemporary, though, so it's all retrospective shit. Meaning that... um, it's it scores people inflated. Look for the yeah, it scores inflated by it, people the the exact audience that needs to see it being the only people that see it. <laughs> <laughs> that said, uh, some foolish character named Andy Webb from the movie scenes, which is a website or something, he wrote that uh, the film is still an entertaining eighties movie and it never gets tired or boring. But sadly, for a horror movie, it isn't the most frightening of movies. I think it gets a little bit boring. <laughs> it, there's definitely uh, some parts that you could you could clip out. This is what like an hour and thirty, roughly hour and thirty five looks like. Yeah, this YouTube. movie needs to be about hour and ten. Yeah, I feel or, like one fifteen, one twenty. I mean, so it takes a while to get started, right? 
and um then there's like not basically nothing cool happens until about 45 minutes into the movie when um the bully's girlfriend starts listening to the cassette and she has a real a real cool time um <laughs> being sexually assaulted by a demon um and it's a real cool scene you know me i love the sleazy exploitation shit i love the, i think the scene's pretty cool i just love when ears melt yeah and then the, the it turns out that is the demon such and she sees the demon for a second and then it melts her ears and puts her in a coma or some shit that's the coolest scene in the movie. It takes 45 minutes to get there, and then nothing quite as cool happens again for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was f- fucking angry when um, the nerd boy, the nerd perv, starts playing the cassette, and he does not get sexually abused by a demon. <laughs> Why didn't a demon also yeah, come well, for I, his trousers? I, obviously, this cassette does not work the same way, right? Because like, It's the, the same cassette. Was- I know I don't get it. The plan was for the bully to listen to the cassette. So if the bully listened to the cassette, would he get molested by Sammy? I don't know. I think Sammy just did it because it was a girl. Well, then but that I, doesn't seem fair. The cassette should unleash the sex demon no matter what. I have sex with everybody. Right. I don't get it. Also, that'd be the fucking coolest album of all time is if when you're listening to it, a demon comes out to have sex with you. Like that's no, fucking. No, thank you. I saw that demon. I don't want to have sex with it. I don't care. That's metal as fuck. I'd go for it. <laughs> you, you, all for you. Go ahead. I just want to open my it's eyes. Your penis. I'll just want to open my eyes. I'll be like, oh, that's a long tongue, tongue, tongue in my butthole. Can't open my eyes. Can't see what the demon looks like. <laughs> Terrifying. It'd be cool if it was my um sleep paralysis demon. She's pretty cute. It's spooky. She ain't got no face. Oh, mine does. Kind of. Not like exact features, but um, she's got kind of face. She got horns, and I don't know. She's got a real sucky bus vibe to her. I'm into her. I like my I like my sleep paralysis. <laughs> I haven't had sleep paralysis in a long time, but mine was more of like a uh, just like a, a hole in the world. Oh no, my mine's uh, it didn't start off super detailed and specific, but it definitely has gotten that way over like the last fifteen years. Ah, your stupid brain phone and shit. Yeah, and like I can like sometimes I can't see her, but I can hear. Her. So like, hey, that's interesting. Do you do you want to watch a movie? Well, no, my imagination is like filled filled her out so like she's got like hooves and like wears like gypsy style clothing, so she like jingles when she moves around. It's <laughs> a good belly dancer. Yeah, it's like she had like succubus vibes to begin with in like my teenage years, and then my imagination filled in the blanks with like what I perceived to be what a succubus would be so now she seems to resemble a succubus so thanks imagination i'm into it all part of the plan but anyhow um yeah that would be the greatest marketing device of all time is when you listen to this album you will also be uh sexual get sexual pleasure um from the album they don't tell you it's going to be demons because a lot of people would be turned off the demons like you because you're so vanilla don't want to get raped by a demon <laughs> so they'd no, have to I'm just not that particular demon i'm not into it <laughs> they'd have to disguise it was like a bug it. thing it was like a it had like a, a weird sucker it had some strange eyes it had graspy claws it looked more insectoid you know chupacabra was a chupacabra chupa that means he's, he's sucky sucky real good <laughs> Yeah, so even um well there's a scene where uh when Sammy first materializes um through all the equipment 
um, for the, the, the rag bands, like stereo equipment, it's like all throbbing and like there's like bursting energy coming out of it. And um, that's really cool. That's like really cool practical effects in that scene. I enjoy that quite a bit. And then the end when Sammy Kerr possesses the fast way singer or the kicker singer or whatever. And he starts murdering people. Why? The, none of the deaths are like good. They're all shitty. He's just yeah, like I mean, snapping like, next and shit. Dude. It suddenly it just seems like all of a sudden he's a, a lightning demon. You know? Yeah, that sucks. And he gets his arm stuck in the toilet. I uh, first I'm like, oh, he just doesn't like poop water. He's like my kids. If he gets poop water, it's the end of the world. <laughs> but there wasn't any poop in the toilet. It was just yeah, it doesn't matter. Toilet water. Toilet one water. time there was a poop in that water. <laughs> Not that it's specific water. It's been flushed several times since then. But at some yeah. point there was a poop in in the toilet that is now holding that water. And if it touches you, that's it for the day. You're done. <laughs> you sit there, you scream. Oh really? So <laughs> you were like that as a kid, do I don't? Do you not remember yourself as a child? <laughs> <laughs> I just mean that's what Sammy Kerr was doing. Oh, that's what I assumed. I just thought oh. he never grew out of it. I think he just got electrocuted. <laughs> but he's an electricity demon. Yeah, which is weird, right? Because I don't know if he's already got electricity pulsing through him. Why would I understand water conducts electricity? But it it's already, he's already conducting electricity. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense in this 1986 cash grab. <laughs> Satanic panic. Give us money. You kids like rock and roll? Have you heard of Sammy Kerr, the coolest rock and roll to ever rock and roll? Should have had the Ramones in this shit. Oh, oh, go tell Mr. Burns, go fuck himself. <laughs> the Ramones aren't British. <laughs> I was trying to do like a, 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 like a mush mouth Brooklyn accent to be Joe oh, Ramone, yeah. but <laughs> it came out British. I again. <laughs> yeah, from aside from the um demon sex where she's listening to the I guess like just the greatest fucking doom metal of all time. It was it sounded really, like the opening of the thriller. Well it just sounds like so atmospheric. I'm like, it must oh he must he got real experimental and created doom metal in nineteen eighty six. Interesting. Um aside from that scene, there's not really anything of particular note that I enjoyed in the film. I like when the bully uh, gets uh, stuck in the uh, shop equipment, but I wish he actually would have been killed by that drill because that'd be a cool scene to have in a movie. Yeah, they should have had the other bully get killed by the drill. That way the, uh, this bully could still go on to do his, his normal bully activities. Mm-hmm. And um, it's pretty dumb when Sammy Kerr takes over the cars and stuff. All that stuff sucks. Oh, that's great. His powers make sense. It's all electricity based. The sex demon, what doesn't do in the assaulting, that somehow makes sense because of electricity. I'm going to rewrite this movie to make it like actually fun and spooky like I thought it was going to be. Because I thought... Well, call they, something different that way. Around the- <laughs> yeah, they set it up that um, Gene Simmons was going to play that specific record at midnight on Halloween at Sammy Kerr's behest. Which, like, I thought that was going to be a ritual event that was going to bring Sammy Kerr back to Earth. Which is um, way fucking better than the ragman listening to the backward shit and Sammy Kerr being like, we're going to get all the bullies. 
You know what I mean? That shit sucks. No, nah, nah. They should have made. We gotta get him back. It's all about him in high school. Did you realize that? It's like Sammy Hagar just has a hard. Uh, never got over his his shit time in high school. Yeah, which sucks. That's a dumb premise for a movie. It should be like at the height of his fame. His fame. He wanted. He's seeking ultimate power, and the way to do that is through a specific ritual where he dies in a fire. He's resurrected on Halloween night through the special incantation he's got on the special album. And then fucking he wreaks havoc Halloween night. Fucking this shit writes itself. And this, all the soundtrack will be better. Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein will be in it. And it'll actually be like about spooky Halloween shit and magic. And um, there'll be more gruesome deaths and more <laughs> Twice titties. the electricity demons. No, none of that electricity shit. Oh, so much electricity shit. No, you he's gonna be, it. you know, uh, uh, the Jerry only and Doyle from the Misfits. The the their dad owned a machine shop growing up, and so they've always and they like still own it themselves. Mm-hmm. So they make their own guitars like out of uh like steel. You know how they have like those weird like sharp ass Misfits guitars? They're basically like, solid steel. So like I'll Doyle will still have that guitar in the film, and he'll just be killing people with it. You can fucking brutalize people with a like fifty pound steel guitar. <laughs> I've seen it happen in uh, what was the El Mariachi. Yeah, so you see what I'm saying? It's the way a better movie is easily made with the power of my imagination. Me, the Legend King of Movies, the leader of VHS cult, everyone's hero. Everyone loves me. Bask in my, in my glory. <laughs> hole. Bask glory in my hole. glory hole. Yeah, so I wish I picked a different movie for Halloween, the official Halloween spooktacular episode. I regret yeah, everything. You really disappointed me. Not just me, but our our many fan. Swaths of adoring fans. Sorry it wasn't spooky enough. They're, they're gonna, we're going to hear it. Yeah. You're going to hear it. I'm going to hear it. It'll be weeks before we live this down. Oh, so I just recommend watching the 2006 Trick or Treat um, instead. <laughs> That's my <laughs> like my favorite Halloween movie. So just watch that instead. That's better. I recommend watching Space Invaders. Or Ernest Scared Stupid. I'm planning on watching that tonight. Watching Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, what do you think about Trick or Treat? I think I'm not that disappointed in it, but I would have rather watched something else. Uh, I don't know. I just wanted to, you know, I always wanted a big explosive bang for Halloween. And I was like, you know, rock and roll Halloween movie. It's going to be great, but... Because of my um, wonderful and profound imagination, I built up what this film was going to be in my head to a great extent before <laughs> rewatching it as an adult. And I was like, oh, oh no, it's boring. <laughs> I've made a terrible <laughs> It's incredibly boring. Not even the music is fun. Because I thought it was going to be, I knew it was going to be like corny 80s metal or whatever, but I thought it would at least be like raucous and wild and there'd be like titties everywhere and <laughs> people's heads getting blown up by music or some shit you know what i mean but it's this is a pretty safe ass boring ass movie this is like for kids <laughs> even the well even the fucking sound the transformer soundtrack is more uh yeah the transformer soundtrack is fucking this. dope compared to this yeah i would rather watch transformers the movie for halloween than this shit <laughs> Oh, well, we'll do better next year. It's been a good, like, five weeks. I guess technically it's been, like, fucking nine or ten weeks where we've just been watching horror movies anyways. We got some good ones in there. 
It's been a good lead up to the spookiest time of the year, the death of summer, Samhain, Halloween coming soon. We're recording this well in advance of Halloween, but by the time you hear it, Halloween will be three short days away. Um, hopefully, no one's planning on doing anything on Halloween. You pieces Can't. of shit. <laughs> I need to riddle with COVID. Yeah, I don't filthy know. She's filthy with COVID. I don't know what I'm going to do on Halloween. Maybe I'll stream on Twitch. <laughs> so lonely. Um, we, speaking of, we probably will be on Twitch this Friday, right? You think? Yeah, I assume so. And we will be watching Night of the Demons, which we've covered on the podcast before last Halloween. It was a much better movie to watch for Halloween. So we'll watch it again this year, and you can hear us comment on it live. It's got Linnea Quigley in it. We mostly won't be talking about the movie, because that's usually what happens. Uh, I, I like Night of the Demons quite a bit, and I know a lot about it, uh, about it offhand. About so, it. About it. So no, maybe no, no, we'll, about it. Maybe we'll talk about the movie. <laughs> Not like uh, John Carpenter's Vampire. I can barely pay attention to that movie. I was like, the fucking... What? The Vatican's got, like, cowboy vampire killers in the Southwest and shit? What's going on here? Why is he so concerned about a resurrection? I don't get it. You get a little wood there, Padre? What are you, what are you one of those queer boys, huh? Padre? Yeah, and then at the end of the movie, the uh, preacher indulges him. He's like, oh, yeah, I was fucking hard when I was killing those vampires. <laughs> oh, man, I almost busted a nut. Oof. Fucking love murder. Yeah, so check it out to twitch.tv slash VHS underscore cult KVLT. Also go to VHScult.com. Uh, next week, Halloween will be over, unfortunately, and it'll be in the cold, dark times. But I figured to kick off the cold, dark times, have her just finished with the, the best time of the year. Should probably do something kind of bombastic. So we're going to watch a John Woo movie. Specifically, the killer. <gasps> there's gonna be bullets flying everywhere. Chow Yun Fat is in it. I don't think there's any slow motion doves yet, though. He doesn't do that until later. <laughs> it was early as <laughs> fuck. Right. Yeah. That's when he's a true tight. artiste. It's pretty tight. Lots of gunfights, lots of blood. Um, good shit, good shit. It will be good shit, good shit. Uh oh yeah so rate and review follow us on wherever you can send us emails send us your love cannot survive without my followers love cannot survive without my mother's love but you guys aren't responsible for that my mother is <laughs> <laughs> happy halloween i feel like it's been a good i've had a good spooky month myself personally there's been a lot of cool spooky stuff to watch been listening to spooky music been feeling pretty good um the weather's changing i can feel the veils getting thin i can feel when you dream about me um it's just the magic of being the lich king in movies uh, halloween rules um cast a bone into the bonfire for all of our listeners we'll have a good good new year after this fucking summer dash the worst summer of my life to be honest <laughs> Now preparing for the worst winter of my life. <laughs> and perhaps heading into the worst spring of my life. Yeah. It may never end. It may just, this is it. This is new normal. Now, that's not going to Eventually, though, um, at some point, it'll end. And then a year or two later, we'll get some new virus. Well, yeah. I, I mean, this is, um, climate change is going to have a lot of uh, exciting new viruses as far as I believe. <laughs> cool. It could be us. 
Can't wait for American culture to disappear. Fortunately, I have to go along with it. But, you know, sacrifices have to be made. <laughs> Just like you, members of the VHS cult, sacrifices will have to be made. I'm just kidding. This isn't a death cult. This is like a, um, this is a VHS cult. We just love movies, having a good time, telling some jokes, having fun with your brother. That's um, how all death cults start. Yeah, don't let him in on that, though. We got to lure him in with like the nice shit first. Got to <laughs> love bomb him. So if you're feeling vulnerable and sad out there this winter, just know you're not alone. I'm here for you. The cult is here for you. VHS cult.